listeners. Hey yo. Hey, welcome to Rhapsody and Reverie, season four, episode three. I had to think about that one for a second. I was gonna say, are we on three or four? I was like, how yeah, time? It's time been is- eighty-four years. <laughs> I was going to say time is a flat circle and I have no idea. Like <laughs> it's all repeating itself. Uh, oh we should have just started calling them episode 56 or whatever. We shouldn't have done seasons. Yeah, I don't know. It uh, seemed like a good idea at the time. We can't stop now. Yeah, it's too late. Yeah. Yeah. Anyway, uh, we got a good show for you tonight, ladies and gentlemen. Oh, ladies yeah. And, ladies and germs. Um, you remember what the hint was? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> silly question. Of course I do. Um, Is it a silly question? Yeah. Because I believe last episode. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what you mean. Uh, last week the hint was um, this band wrote a song for an iconic early two thousands movie featuring Samuel L. Jackson, and um. I think that was the easiest hint in the world, quite frankly. I don't know how much easier we could have made it. Yeah, you you really... If you don't know what this episode's about, then... You failed. Yeah. Then you did not truly live in the early 2000s. Yeah. What if we're talking to, like, a 13-year-old right now who's like, I know I didn't. No. Well... <laughs> I was born in the wrong generation. <laughs> then I guess you have an excuse. Everyone else does not. No. That'll happen one day, though. I want you to know that. Yeah. Somebody anyway. will be like, well, we were born in the wrong generation. I missed the emo wave. <laughs> it's already low-key happening. Anyway, <laughs> this uh, week's episode is about none other than Cobra Starship. Woo! Yes! Okay, I gotta say, I'm so excited this episode you guys don't understand that's <laughs> like, yeah as you really speak, don't as we speak i am wearing my purple american <laughs> apparel hoodie <laughs> that i bought <laughs> specifically because of cobra starship uh. and the viva la cobra album cover oh my god <laughs> the stan in me runs deep, okay? That's that's beautiful, considering this is a band that does not exist anymore and has not existed for four years. Exactly. Going on, going on five. <laughs> you will have to pry this hoodie from my cold, dead hands. Yeah. Oh, I guess the question is, like, I, I just have a question to start you off, because we are in the middle of, like, there's something in the water where all the old emo faves are getting back together again and mm-hmm. dusting off their uh, eyeliner. Mm-hmm. Uh, so do you think Cobra Starship will ever come back together? Um, you know, I, I, I think so. I gotta be honest. Hmm. It's like, I, maybe not in like a really formal, formal sense. Like, in terms of, like, if they'll get back in the studio and make another album kind of thing. But I could see them doing a reunion show or a tour or doing some sort of one-off thing together. 
Because, like, it didn't end badly, like, in terms of the band members or anything. Yeah, no, it kind of just moved on. <laughs> yeah, from what I from what I read, uh, I didn't know that Gabe Saporta started like a talent management group. Yeah, Tad. Yeah. <laughs> so like that's that's kind of cool, and I guess it's, he's like, I want to just focus on other things that aren't music right now, and I'm like, I get that, I respect yeah. it. Yeah, yeah. Like I think they all just you know wanted to do other things and pursue other projects i know victoria who was their um guitarist she is making music like as a solo artist these days too in addition to other things so and i think ryland flackington who was their former guitarist i think he's also like producing and stuff so like it, you know it happens with like a lot of bands they just like want to try and experiment and do other things and like they decided to like call it with cobra starship which i mean it's interesting because like i for somebody who loved them as much as i do and slash did like you'd think i'd be like devastated that they broke up but i also was like i accepted it (laughs) Like, you know what I mean? Like, I was like, you know, I understand why they're doing it. Mm -hmm. And I was like, it it was kind of like, I guess maybe it was like seeing, like seeing your kid go off to college. (laughs) And you know, where you're like, you're sad to watch them go. You're a little scared of what the future holds, but you're happy for them. Yeah, I get it. Because yeah. you know they're going to do, like, great things. Yeah. So, and, like, like, realistically, yeah. they can't do the same thing forever. So it makes yeah. sense. Yeah. So, like, they gave us a, they gave us a lot of music. They um, were there for me in my teenage years. And I, like, I love them for that. I'll always love them for that. Like, they... Guys, <laughs> like, I do think that, like, Cobra Starship, I guess, was probably my, like, first sort of foray into, like, being a part of, like, a fan base, you know? Oh, were you a shelf kid? Whatever what? it is, like, they were called? No, I... <laughs> so, I don't know. I don't know. I was doing the research for this and it said that they started something called like Shelf Kids and I was like, what? Why what? would you call your fans Shelf Kids? I've never heard of that. So if that is something that was a part of it, the look, I, I'm not saying I was like OG number one for it, like, like whatever. Okay. I was just curious. But- <laughs> I've never heard of that, so okay. maybe I'm a terrible fan. Who knows? <laughs> um, I don't think so. I think that I or it's just been a long time. That too. Just I like know. I first discovered like Cobra Starship in 2008, mm-hmm. which was like 10 years ago. I barely um, remember what I did last week. So that's fair. So is it is it fair to jump into the segue of how you first started? Sure. <laughs> I mean, 
<laughs> yeah, like I it started honestly it started kind of in the same way that I discovered Motion City soundtrack in that I heard one of their songs on a Pandora radio station. It may have also been the Hello Goodbye radio station, just like Motion City soundtrack. <laughs> <laughs> but um yeah, I heard Send My Love to the Dance Floor. And um, that was the first song I heard. And I loved it, <laughs> like, off the bat. And then I think shortly after that, I heard um, Good Girls Go Bad. Because mm-hmm. um, it was right around the time that Hot Mess was about to come out. And so... I heard both those songs. I loved them. And I basically just fell into the rabbit hole. (laughs) I followed them on Twitter. I made a Twitter and then followed them. They were like the first follow. (laughs) Amazing. I followed Gabe Supporta on Tumblr. I listened to their music. I, the summer between my freshman and sophomore year of high school, I listened to their entire discography on repeat every day for like three months. As one like does. Straight. Like the entire day. I drove everybody in my house insane. <laughs> that's that's fair. That's fair. But but I think you're great. justified. Like, I I felt justified because <laughs> I there's just something about them. Like it, you know, I think what made Cobra Starship such a um interesting band is that they were like unapologetically themselves. Yeah. You know, like they they were a part of the like emo scene, but they didn't let it define them in a lot of ways. You know, because yeah. they like they made this music that had those elements but also they're straight up like pop dance electronic songs yeah like they weren't defined by this genre that was prescribed to the emo scene they they like to experiment they like to be bold they like they just were like doing whatever they wanted to do which was a huge deal especially for Gabe Saporta who had just come out of Midtown which was a like proper pop punk band from Jersey. And mm-hmm. then to go and do this hard left on everybody, like takes a lot of guts. And he was like, Hey, we're just here to have a good time and make music that we love. And well, I think, I, yeah. 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 Go ahead. <laughs> oh, well I was going to say like, I think it's, I think it speaks to the fact that like, um, like in, Oh God, which, record was it okay so on viva la cobra like they they talk about how like they know that you're their guilt like they're your guilty pleasure and they're owning it and they love it and then the fact mm-hmm. that like the next album um where they're like you're not in on the joke mm-hmm. where they're like you know we we know why our fans love us they everyone who calls us clowns is like they're missing the whole point of why we're doing this of like we're we're doing this for the sake of having a good time and that's what's great yeah so i respect that (laughs) yeah definitely i think that that really is the sort of draw to cobra starship and i think um you know that's part of why like 
being a part of their fan base in any sort of capacity sort of felt good because you you know you feel a part of something i think they're a band that sort of sort of first taught me that like feeling of being a part of something cuz you know it wasn't just the music too they had a like they they just had fun in all of what they did like they made stupid videos on youtube and they were great <laughs> like the cobra starship youtube channel was like the best thing in the world like they their music videos were always fun like they had a great sense of humor like they just there was so much joy and life and it was like it doesn't matter if you think we're weird it doesn't matter if you think we don't fit in the scene we're just gonna be here and have a great time and like I think for me personally it just felt good to see that like as somebody that felt very out of place wherever I went like it was just nice to feel like you can be a weird kid and still have like and that's okay like you can just do you and live and be who you are and be weird and have a good time and you don't have to feel bad about having a good time so like yeah yeah like cover starship is great like and i it does not matter like whatever like mood day of time where wherever i hear them i'm always like i feel good like i just feel i feel like i'm home but but for real like it's just like so much of this music is just it just brings me a sense of just like gratitude for just where I've been and who I've become like so much of me is I owe to this band I probably wouldn't be like the 1975 is like obviously like huge for me but I, I low-key don't think I would be a 1975 fan if I hadn't been a Cobra Starship fan first. Really? Yeah, like, or, and I think they indirectly led to it. It's like my dr- gateway drug. Because in some ways, I see them in similar sort of molds, which is interesting because, like, they seem so different, right? Mm-hmm. But, like... I think the sort of, like, just that feeling of, like, being understood and not needing to feel beholden to something mm-hmm. is something that holds true in both bands. And I think what that leads to is very adventurous music. And I think Cobra Starship, for its position in the scene was incredibly just like adventurous and kind of like weird oh yeah for sure as like their contemporaries being like fallout boy and like everybody else on decadence and fueled by ramen like i think they definitely like they had their own sort of moment and then you have the 1975 which is like there's no band like the 1975 period no no and so I think 
yeah, I think finding Cobra Starship and having and loving a band like that, and then later on in my life finding the 1975, like it in it reminded me of that, like that same sort of power that I felt initially and then reeled me into the 1975. And yeah, like I would not be who I am without either of those bands. And so like Cobra Starship (laughs) just started it all. (laughs) Amazing. Yeah. Yep, yep, yep. So that was a lot about, like, me, because I love this (laughs) band so much. But, like, I am curious to know, like, where your Cobra Starship knowledge is and, like, how far back it goes and things like that. So I don't remember how old I was, but I saw my first exposure to them was uh, Bring It, Snakes on a Plane. Like their their first Beautiful. song that took off was my first exposure to them. I remember seeing the music video on YouTube and watching it like repeatedly trying to figure out how the hell is song number one got made, number two, why <laughs> it was as good as it was considering the movie was so stupid. <laughs> <laughs> I've had it with these motherfucking snakes. This motherfucking snake. And I I can't believe that the song was actually good. Like it was it's in a weird way. It was like it was freeing to hear something so fun uh, that was also considered to be emo because a lot of uh, like emo scene, whatever it is, is like it always has to be heavy. So Mm -hmm. to to, so to see something that was kind of like just fun and like. Like it had it had some really cool sexy undertones to it. Like the part where he's like singing about the venom in your eyes or whatever like that. It's like, oh, that's kind of mm-hmm. cool. It's kind of sexy. Um, but like I th- I thought it was great that like it was it was it was freeing. I could dance to this um in a carefree way instead of I'm dancing to try and and uh stomp out the pain kind of way. <laughs> right. Uh and I and I credit them also with my exposure um to Gym Class Heroes with Travis McCoy. Like I probably mm-hmm. would not have heard of them without hearing of Cobra Starship first because um Travis McCoy was in the uh in the music video. Mm-hmm. And like the only reason too I think it's funny um that I clicked on the music video is because I saw Pete once and I was like, oh I thought Pete once would like do something. <laughs> <laughs> Pete Wentz was just kind of there, but you know, <laughs> Pete Wentz is always just kind of there. <laughs> which is funny because of their whole song, Pete Wentz is the only reason we're famous, which is a banger, by the way. Yes, that um, sounds great. And I mean, that title is it's accurate. <laughs> it's a li- like, I guess, in the sense that like Pete did sort of discover them. So Pete made them mainstream, but. Um, what I loved about doing research for this episode was like learning about how how essential MySpace was to uh, mm-hmm. their rise, and uh, yeah, I love all that. The boy cover. <laughs> <laughs> I love it because I miss the era of MySpace, like the true <laughs> wild west of the internet. Um, and I been around that track, but you're right? still fat. And I think it's cool that like. <laughs> That like that like they they were able to do that 
that they were able to get fame through MySpace. Because I don't know if I don't know if it's that easy for musicians I mean, to do that. A lot of bands got their start on MySpace. But that's what I'm saying. Like you don't hear like a lot of bands got their start on Tumblr or Twitter or Facebook. Yeah. Like you don't hear about that. I kind of missed that. MySpace oh. was a special place. <laughs> right. <laughs> But no, that's how I got exposed to them. Um, I heard a couple other songs here and there. Uh, I remember getting excited when um, Never Been In Love came on the radio because I was like, oh, cool, new stuff. And mm-hmm. then they, and then it didn't happen. <laughs> yeah, then they broke out. Yeah, but, but that okay. was okay. <laughs> yeah. My favorite thing, too, about learning about them more, like really getting to appreciate Cobra Starship 2 as an entity, uh, was mm. reading about how Gabe Supporta went to the desert and smoked peyote with some Native American shamans, and like, yes, the that's origin how, story. That's how he like decided this is what I will do. I will leave emo and become a synth pop band. I gotta be it. honest, like I've read that story so many times, and I'm still just like, do I believe it? I do. I I definitely do. That sounds like something that somebody coming off a of peyote high would say. You know what? <laughs> Do I believe it? You know what, though, too? It's interesting it because, because I think it's beautiful that, like, he went on this religious experience because, like, it is a religious experience um, and came away with, I must re- revive the emo scene. Yes. <laughs> I think that's beautiful. <laughs> and, like, his purpose, like, his, I don't know if this was, like, his 10-year plan. It's kind of funny if that were true. Um <laughs> For the first 10 years, I will create a dance, pop, synth, emo, punk band that will inspire the youth to be as weird as possible. And then I will leave to help inspire other youths with with their uh, growth in the music industry. I mean, it is beautiful. I love it. I, I love it. Makes me want to do peyote. <laughs> All right. Well, that's another conversation. <laughs> makes me want to find out what does the universe want me to do did he did the peyote tell him man just meditate (laughs) i just think that's great though like yeah it weirds me out and it is so awesome um an amazing origin story for a band yeah i think this i think topped it (laughs) no one in my book has topped that I think I think it's great, and I think that I'm I'm glad that I got to like really dive into like how, who they were as a band. Like I have a new appreciation for them now, more so than when mm. like they were in their peak. I think so. Mm. That's cool. That's kind of sad because I've missed them, obviously. But yeah, it's cool. No, they're great. They're yeah. like really just awesome. All of them like. And they just felt like a family, and it's so beautiful. And honestly, like if you if you want to relive some like early two thousands culture, you should try and find some of their old videos because they're just like, oh, I bet they're bonkers. Yeah. I I bet I'll feel right at home. I'll be like, oh, it'll yes. be like peak early two thousands emo, and you'll be like, oh my god, oh, I miss it. <laughs> I really do. Yeah. Anyway, um, like, I I do have to say, like, 
every time I listen to Viva La Cobra, now, since mm-hmm. meeting you, I think about you. Because <laughs> by patrick okay is it i i like i was like what no way like you didn't know that no i told you i have learned so much like doing the the research for this um and i have to say it i i hear it now i can tell now Mm -hmm. like it has voices all over that entire album and literally and yeah figuratively Mm -hmm. yeah like it's it it's him which is Mm -hmm. why i like that album so much because it feels like a really great collaborative effort especially like that album came out in 07 that was like what right around the same time that infinity on high came out yeah same year yeah so like both of these bands just like i think they coalesced at this perfect moment together and I think that's what makes Viva La Cobra such a strong album, in my opinion. Because, like, yeah. all these songs are bangers. Like, yes. Yep. All of them. They're like, all great. <laughs> Guilty Pleasure, One Day Robots Will Cry. That one, I have thoughts about that song. <laughs> um, <Yeah. laughs> uh, prostitution is the world's oldest profession, and I, dear madam, am a professional. I, that oh song is very cheeky. And I it's so it. fun and loud. <laughs> yes. I think it's that's probably great. why I like it. Yeah, it's a great song to like scream along to. Um, that's great. Angie is a bop. That one you really hear, Patrick. Yes. I like, yeah. He's all over that one. Um Damn You Look Good and I'm Drunk is the best title. <laughs> Which is, by the way, on our... That's on our junk playlist. Because <laughs> obviously. Yeah. And it's great it, to turn up to. It really it really is. It's so fun. Um, pleasure Ryland is a guilty pleasure of mine. <laughs> like, it's just like a, such a... It, it's a great way to end the album... Because it's so very groovy and, like, in, like, a, it's, like, Daft Punk meets Cobra Starship meets, like, it actually kind of reminds me of Random Access Memories, which is crazy because oh. this song predates it, mm-hmm. <laughs> that record. So, like, I was like, that's kind of crazy. But, Maybe. yeah. Maybe Random Access Memories was partially inspired by. Pleasure it wasn't. <laughs> you don't know. <laughs> it wasn't. But. But anyway, Pleasure Island's a great song with a great title. All these songs are great. The city mm. at the city is at war. It's peak emo. Probably with somebody's aim away status. <laughs> <laughs> there are so many quotable lines in that song. Uh, thank you for <laughs> slapping me in the face back to aim away statuses. Mm-hmm. Oh yeah, that that was it. This was the time. I'm sure I I know for a fact I've used Cobra Starship lyrics for status messages. Oh my god. <laughs> um, yeah, 
They're just so quotable. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Right? That's a good way to describe them. <laughs> They're so quotable. God. Do you have a favorite Cobra Starship album? Um, It's probably going to be Viva La Cobra. That's fair. Like, it's probably it's, that one. You know, it's interesting because like, Hot Mess was definitely their like biggest like mainstream album, I think. Yeah. But like, I think there's an argument to be made that Viva La Cobra is their strongest album. I like, liked Hot Mess a lot. Like, I like it too. Like, yeah, it's but I still think, a strong album. But I think there's something about Viva La Cobra that's special. Yeah, I think it's a much more raw album, if that makes sense. Which is interesting okay. because, like, it still comes off as polished, but mm-hmm. it's still, it's still weird enough to be just all over, like. Don't get me wrong, like their their weirdness and their uniqueness is like a staple that they carry throughout. But Viva La Cobra was just so new and so innovative, I think, mm-hmm. that that's why it stands out to me. Like I like a lot of what's on Hot Mess. I I even like Nightshades. Um but I think Viva La Cobra is maybe it's the nostalgia. You that know? also might play into it too. It is yeah. um I think that album, 2007, man, it's a special yeah, year. Because, like, I think, to like, by their last album, you can definitely tell that they're evolving into something that's not as uh, pop punk or not as emo, and mm-hmm. they're becoming something else. Like, they're still very good, but they're becoming something else. Like, they're maturing. And I think mm-hmm. if they'd stuck around, their sound would have kept evolving. Mm-hmm. But, um... I don't know. I think because I like them for what they are. Mm-hmm. You know? You that also like it because Patrick Stump produced it. Yes! <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. Although I was shocked to hear that Bruno Mars was a producer in Hot Mess. Yeah. I was like, what? <laughs> Bruno Mars is special. I th- I thought that was cool. I was like, "What the hell?" He's a it, it, he like intersects with the scene in surprising ways, like You're that photo like, where he is surprised to see Pete once. Exactly. <laughs> oh man, but yeah, one of another. I do have to say that like one thing I love about Hober Starship is the like sort of camaraderie amongst their band and a lot of the other bands at that on that label at that time in that scene like working with gym class heroes and travi mccoy and patrick and pete and william beckett from academy is like there's something really magical about fueled by ramen and the cadence in those days yeah, that and I don't nice. I don't think you see that anymore. You do, but it's harder like it's not as it's not on the bigger levels, you know? Like yeah. it still happens in the DIY scene, I think. Yeah, but like you don't and I think 
maybe because Fueled by Ramen back in the day was like, it still, it was big, but it was still new enough where you were like, oh, wow, there's something special. And like, they're different mm-hmm. from the rest of the music industry. But like, it allowed their like, medium sized artists to kind of like bond because they were like a, a weird family. Mm-hmm. And um, now I think that they're much more established now. They have a lot more artists now. Uh, yeah like it's it's not as doable yeah which you know i think it probably it happens in small pockets i imagine within fueled by ramen and such and then yeah i think it it happens in the like diy and indie scene with the really small labels like you is when you get the like family and stuff aspect of it um, so support your local bands because they're great. Um, and you just get great you get great music out of it. Um, you really do. And it's fun. You get great music videos like the one for um, Bring It. True. True. And, and I, the, the love wouldn't have been there. Like it was so clearly just everybody having a good time mm-hmm. that <laughs> it's so sad now it makes this you know what cobra starship makes me super nostalgic for that period of time when that was like a really terrible period of time for so many people like for me i was peak middle school i don't want to relive middle school middle yeah. school is terrible but this this makes me like miss 2007 <laughs> yeah like i don't want to go back but also like god some fun times it was it was so different it was just amazing mm. um but yeah i i liked i liked a lot of what hot mess had to had to say though i thought it was fun um yeah. i hate I just, that i hate that i liked nice guys finish last because nice guys I, finish last is such a jam that song <laughs> so like musically that song <laughs> What I loved is like when they were when they were talking about how like, oh, yeah, one of our inspirations is Adam Ant. And I was like, yeah, you can tell uh, mm-hmm. if only because you say goody two shoes like a million times, but also <laughs> in other ways. Um, so musically, I really like it, but I'm also so tired of like that narrative. I'm so tired. <laughs> but also there are guys who are too nice. But no. <laughs> Yeah, but. <laughs> Yeah, I mean, I think that song, though, like, had an interesting way of kind of playing with the narrative a little bit, you know, like it was buying into it and also kind of being cheeky about it, which I think is why I like that song. Yeah, because like at the same point, it's like, like, you know, that this is like a real thing that he got told Mm -hmm. as a child. So there's that bit of like cheekiness, like, yeah, there are people who, who do think like this. Yes. Um, mm-hmm. but at the same time, <laughs> yes, but they, <laughs> the, the, there are people who legitimately think that way, and it's like, I know guys, <laughs> it's all uh, just I want to see, <laughs> I want to see how many TikToks have been made with this. Like, you know, like the kind of TikTok where they're like just angrily mouthing the lyrics and like they're miming beating somebody up, yeah, yeah, grayscale, maybe. And like, it's terrible overacting. Oh my gosh! 
that song's such a jam though musically i yeah. love that song it's just so like fun the horns the horns yes amazing um so there are a lot like i really love hot mess hot mess is a great album i think it was a great album for them i think it was a great moment for them i think you know like i read a lot about the like writing of writing of that album at the time and like you could tell that they really they really went for it they're like we're going to do this album and we're not going to give in to any pressure from anybody else and we're just going to make the album we want to make and you can tell Mm -hmm. like and i appreciate that a lot because a lot of like wet hot american summer is a jam like throw that song on every summer for the rest of your life because it's great like and it's just fun but then you also have songs like the scene is dead long live the scene which is like a slow burn a slow jam but also not (laughs) like it's slow and quiet but then it builds up in the chorus and it's got that great hook and it's like i got a pretty face but i guess that i can sing all right (laughs) and you're like oh yeah that is kind of the scene. <laughs> um, yeah, and it just had a lot of, like, interesting moments. The song with B.O.B., the, uh, the World Will Never Do. Like, like, they really, like, they just, they went completely, like, honest in what they wanted to make. And they went for it. And they did not care about what anybody thought about it and i think that was really special about them agreed and i i think that that i think it's wonderful that they mm-hmm. were able to have their time in the sun i really do yeah and they gave us a song for all of us hot messes out there so <laughs> right we can all listen to hot mess and be hot messes. So there you go. I love it. Oh gosh. I love it. I love it too. This band's great. Cobra Starship is amazing. Fangs up. <laughs> there it is. Oh god. <laughs> Alright, well let's let's wrap up with some favorites you got favorite songs well i do i think i do actually how many are we getting top three top five uh top five at least (laughs) (laughs) well i'm gonna limit myself um i don't know hmm. if i'll have the willpower (laughs) i i do have the willpower okay uh so i'm gonna say bring it obviously it's what kicked mm-hmm. off my appreciation. Um, guilty pleasure, because it's just so fun. Mm-hmm. Uh, one day robots will cry because it's really weird. <laughs> and I love it. Sleep a day. <laughs> I, I enjoy I all it. the words. <laughs> I, I enjoy it very much. Um, it's such a good song. I, I, I approve. I'm going to say, how many was that? I think that was three. Okay. I'm going to say Fool Like Me 
off of Nightshades because actually that was kind of like a soft, sweet yeah, song. And I kind of liked it. Um, and also on that album, I just want to do a quick non sequitur. When I was looking at the producers for this album, one of the producers is just Stargate. And I, I was like, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> I'm sorry, what? <laughs> and like when I clicked the Wikipedia link, it brought me to the TV show. <laughs> I was like, no, <laughs> that's not. No, <laughs> I was this close. I was this close. Um, okay. Anyway, and the last one, I'll say pop punk is uh, wow. Pop punk is so oh five, and that's I like that such one. A fun song. I like it because it's fun, but also because like pop punk was just getting started. <laughs> I mean, no, kind of, but not really. Like, because pop punk also includes like what, like Blink One Eighty Two, and they've been making music forever. <laughs> but like I'm saying, like, but but like just getting started. I don't mean like it had just begun. I mean like it was revving up to be like the golden age within the next three, four, or five years, like, things were mm. happening. Um, I think a lot of people would fight you on Golden Age. Eh, I don't care. <laughs> they can fight me all they want. I, I don't care. <laughs> I mean, I, like, I am inclined to agree with you personally, but... Like, <laughs> <laughs> like, like, I think from, I think from 2004 to, like, 2009, like, 10 was a really special time I think in, so too. In pop punk. I'm not saying it began in 2004. Obviously, it didn't mm -hmm. begin then, but I think it's funny that, like, it's, it was like, it's so, it's so, you know, yeah. blase. It's so over, <laughs> but it's not. <laughs> it was about to shift into maximum overdrive. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. But yeah, I think that was, I think it was my fifth. I think that's funny that that was my fifth, too. Um, Oh five, <laughs> hey. but yeah, okay. So those are my top five, and turn it over to you. Basically, I am not giving you a number. Go for okay. it. Okay, <laughs> thank you. All right, um, I will say that, like, okay. First of all, I I wish I could just say all of them because I love yeah. them all. But theoretically, you could. I could, but I. I'll call out the special ones. Um, I, you know, I actually have to give a shout out to being from Jersey means never having to say you're sorry. Because <laughs> um, that song is like probably like the most out of place with all of their other songs because it's literally just like Gabe and a guitar <laughs> and it's like short. But it's such a like great way to start off their debut album. Like it really just kind of like the transition from being from Jersey means never having to say you're sorry to send my love to the dance floor. I'll see you in hell is like perfect because you have <laughs> Gabe going from like it's like Gabe coming from Midtown and just being like, look. Guess what? <laughs> Things are changing. 
And then it goes yep. straight in to send my love to the dance floor, which is this like just electro pop punk <laughs> powerhouse of a song. And it's just, uh, I'll never not be in love with that sort of like progression. So shout out to that song. Which leads me to send my love to the dance floor. I'll see you in hell, which is like the f- so fun. Like, just it's a really good sort of like opening to what Cobra Starship would be and become. And the music videos for that song is wild. It's some futuristic like space apocalypse like dance party, and it's great. Um, but it really is a great sort of like, it's like kind of like a tennis serve and like lobbing it up and getting ready to like slam it into the, um, to your opponent. So I love that song. Um, okay. That's two. I'm also going to say the kids are all fucked up. That song's really great. Um, Pete, like. Peak listening hours for that song are 2 a.m. <laughs> so if you're listening to that song, you should do it at 2 o'clock in the morning and just kind of, like, reflect on your life. I will um, have to try. No, like, it's a really great just... Um, it's one of those songs that kind of, like, you listen to... It's a good song to listen to after you've had a really hard day. You know, one of those days where, like, you just feel like everything's against you. Mm -hmm. And, you know, you've been going, going and going and going. You just feel like you're not getting anywhere. And, you know, you just sit down and you just listen to that song. And, like, the pre-chorus is just like, they don't know about us everyone's asleep when we play like there's something so just like calming and kind of like reassuring about that line for me okay it's just this kind of like it's kind of a like beautiful moment of just like everything in the world is quiet and still and the rest of the world doesn't matter and it's just us in this moment. And that's okay. And we're all fucked up. And we're all just going to live our lives and do the best we can. Mm-hmm. And yeah, I've listened to that song many and many a night when I had no idea what I was going to do with myself or my life. And it's always very comforting. <laughs> um, so that's a great one. Um also shout out to keep it simple on that album too because that's a great song um and um okay i'll limit myself to like three more okay (laughs) otherwise we'll be here all night we Um, will yeah so i'm gonna say um I'll skip the obvious ones, which are like The City is at War and Guilty Pleasure. Um, and go with um, 
white hot American summer. Mm-hmm. Because it's just so fun. Um, and then um, probably um, actually probably this song is off one of their deluxe b-sides. It's called New Edition. Okay. <laughs> um, this is from their hot mess era and I just love that song because it's just like he has an interpolation from Cool It Now by New Edition, which is a R&B group that Bobby Brown was in from the 80s. And it always makes me laugh because my dad was really big into New Edition. So when I first heard that song, I was like, oh, my God, I know that line. Um, so that was always really funny to me Um, I said I was gonna how many was that I lost count I'm gonna be honest alright well I'll just say one more more. more. this one is the most important one anyway Um, kiss my sass (laughs) this song is my all time favorite Cobra Starship song Hands down, no question, don't even have to think about it. Like, this is the song for me that is, like, it's everything that Cobra Starship is. It's everything that I wanted from them. It's everything that I needed from them. Like, it's just such a great song of just, like, hey, like, uh, it's just kind of like a, hey, look, I'm going to do me. I don't care what you're doing. I don't care what you think about me. I'm going to live my life and have a good time. And it's all good. Like, that is the energy of Kiss My Sass. And it is perfectly summed up in the, like, three minutes. And then you got Travi McCoy on the feature. It's perfect. Like, it's just a perfect Cobra Starship song. And hands down, like, from the second I heard it to the second that we started recording, it has been my favorite Cobra Starship song. It might be the best Cobra Starship song, in my opinion. Like, I just, I love that song so much. Like, you don't understand. Like, I, I have, like, a list of tattoos I'm planning to get, and they say that kid has got soul is like next up on the list (laughs) there you go like it's just it's always been the song that i've like loved it's been the song that i've like turned to when i needed like the strength and courage to just be myself and just like feel myself that is my feel myself song so yeah kiss my sass go listen (laughs) (laughs) Well, also I that title, beautiful, true, beautiful. very true. I think, uh, I think that was a beautiful, beautiful discussion. I love this band so much, yeah, so much. They're fun, they're but, fun. But do you know what it's time for now? Oh, yeah, do you know what time it is? 
I know what time it is. Do you know what time it is? I know what time it is. Can you tell me what time it is? It's time for Up and up Comers. Up and Comers. Woo. Woo. Oh, yeah. All right. Let's see. Who do you have for us this week? All right. This week, we have a wonderful, wonderful artist uh, from the Dirty Hit fam. It is Gia Ford. And Gia Ford is amazing. <laughs> like, I I gotta be honest, like, I'm surprised that she doesn't have more followers on Twitter. One, like, she signed to Dirty Hit, so everybody should love her. And two, like, she's just so good. Like, I remember, I heard her very debut single when she just recently signed, um, which is Turbo Dreams. And it's just so, like, silky smooth and perfect. Like, it is the ultimate just, like, vibe atmosphere song. And there's there's a line in that song that I don't even know why I love it so much. Because it, like, it kind of doesn't make sense to me. Because <laughs> it, it's, like, so, like distinctly specific to probably something that actually like is a memory for Gia Ford like the line is double denim at the Dairy Queen drive-thru like means nothing to me but there's something about it and the way she sings it that's just so good like Mm -hmm. it it's so cool and it's a whole vibe that song's really great God cameras everyone is also great. Like her voice is just so so good. I love it so much. It's like it there's like this sort of like syrupy richness to it that I liked a lot. And then all of her music. You know, her music to me like reminds me it's like if the great gatsby was music (laughs) wow like there's something very gatsby-esque about her entire persona which might be what like she's going for like as an aesthetic um which would be really cool or it might just be me but like either way i love her i think um she just recently released her first ep poster boy and all the songs on it are great like literally there's not a single song that i've heard from her that i haven't been like this is awesome so definitely check her out um she is at gia underscore underscore forward on twitter so you can go check out her socials give her a follow and let her know that Rhapsody and Reverie sent you. Because she's dope. And her music is dope. And you will have a good time. Like, just turn, like, after a long day, pour yourself a glass of something, whatever your drink of choice is, alcoholic, non-alcoholic, do you. Mm. Put your feet up on the couch. Put on your nice headphones, sit back, and just, like, vibe with her music. Nice. Salud. 
I must. I must do so. Mm-hmm. Vibe check. No. <laughs> <laughs> Ayo, ayo, other vibes right in here? <laughs> I don't know, I don't know dog. bro. I don't know. I don't, know, I don't know, know if I'm on your I'm on your plane yet. Yeah. You gotta get these vibes. These vibes. I don't know if these vibes are right. Like, yo. Yo, did you see that tweet a long time ago about this guy? There's this guy on Twitter. He was like, you know. They be calling dads deadbeats for not hanging out with their kids. But did anybody ever consider maybe their kids just had bad vibes? I saw that! (laughs) (laughs) I lost my mind. I was like, like, wow. Are you kidding me? Vibe check this baby. Yeet! Yo, man. You just keep, like, crying. And that's not really working for me, dog. Yeah, you're so needy. You know... I thought this would be different. I need my space. Yeah. Maybe I'm 20 just... years of space. <laughs> I don't like your energy, kid. <laughs> call me when you learn. Call to talk. me when you <laughs> call me when you have like a bunch of money and are super famous. Call me when we'll you talk. learn to chill and maybe not shit yourself. <laughs> Yeah, you just be vomiting everywhere, and I can't have Ugh. that. Yeah, man. Oh, you get lost in the sauce. Oh, God. <laughs> All right. This conversation uh, has devolved. Yep. So uh, I think it's time that we uh, began the long and sad process of bidding you adieu. 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 Yes. We'd like to thank you for joining us on this journey. This journey of Cobra Starship-ness. <laughs> Thanks for <laughs> listening. <laughs> Be sure to follow us on Facebook and Twitter and Instagram. We are at Rhapsody Podcast on Twitter and Instagram. And we are Rhapsody and Reverie Podcast on Facebook. Um, you could also do us a solid and become a patron and join the community because we love you and we also love your money. <laughs> no. I'm kidding. Wow. Well. Like, we love you. We have all this like tools, like perks and stuff that we're trying to give away, and nobody's become a patron yet. So, like, let us give you stuff. I don't know why you don't want stuff. <laughs> stuff is great. Yeah. Yeah. Quite frankly. Um, but, yeah, look, in all seriousness, if you want to join, join us. We'd love to have you in the Patreon fam. If not, that's cool. We love making this podcast for you, so we're not gonna stop. <laughs> like, yeah, yeah. What, you thought we gonna stop? Mm-hmm. We ain't gonna stop. We're we're not. We're not. <laughs> <laughs> um. But yeah. Um. Also, subscribe to us on iTunes, Google Play, Google Podcast, Spotify, Stitcher, Podbean. Wherever you get oh. your podcasts, 
All of There's them. All the apps. There's a lot. Um, whatever you like, do it. And leave us a rating or review. Because we like to hear your thoughts. We're very needy. Mm-hmm. And we need constant affirmation. Oh, that we're good. doing that we're doing well. We just want to know we're not shouting into the ether. It would be nice. It would be very nice. If, it would uh, be nice. Help. <laughs> oh, my God. Yeah, and also check our website out for announcements because we got cool stuff. Always come in in the fam. And we got reviews of albums, concerts, what have you. All kinds of good stuff. We give you all the things. Hear all of our feels. And enjoy. Bada yep. bing, bada boom. <laughs> also, listen to our EP, maybe. Yeah, please do check us out at Fearsome Critters. Um, links will be below. They'll in be the, in the show notes. In the show notes. Links will be there. Uh, yeah. Check us out. If you like us, download it. <laughs> if you don't... That's um, fine. That's we fine. understand. We understand. We're new. Yeah. Uh, all right. Good episode. <laughs> Good fucking yard. No, I'm kidding. <laughs> Uh, I think it's time for the uh, for the next uh, hint, wouldn't you say? Yeah, yeah. What was that? It was a yeah, yeah. <laughs> for like, you calling me grandma? I said yeah, yeah. Oh, like yeah, yeah. Oh my god. In in Greek, yeah, yeah means grandma. <laughs> Bitch, do I look Greek? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe I know your <laughs> just because All your right. dream. I'm just saying. <laughs> <laughs> Look at me in my face. I mean, <laughs> Greece has a black Greek bl- basketball player. I don't remember his name. Stop talking. I think his name was Demetrius. <laughs> Stop talking. <laughs> He was featured in the airline magazine for like a year. Stop it. <laughs> God. <laughs> Token black person. <laughs> we have one. Stop I mean, it. I'm not a Greek citizen, so don't lump me in there. But <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I just thought it was funny. I was like, what? <laughs> whatever yeah anyway (laughs) on to the hint next week's artist will be a special guest for sad and bougie's new year's eve celebration in philadelphia and boy howdy i want to go see him so you get two hints one that it's a dude and two that it's a person in philadelphia's sad and bougie's new year's eve celebration at the voltage lounge which I, I want to attend very badly. Um, yeah, let's get turned on New Year's 
Eve. Yes. And never too early to make your uh, New Year's Eve plans. They do say that whatever you're doing on New Year's Eve when the clock strikes midnight is what you'll be doing for the rest of your year. So quite frankly, if that includes partying to emo music, with 2020s. I'm going to be. <laughs> oh, <All right>. no. <laughs> Just kidding. No guessing. <sighs> wow. <laughs> you had one job. <laughs> I had one job. I had one job. <laughs> you had one job. Well, on that dismal note. <laughs> it's not even that serious, guys. Tune in next week. <laughs> you just cut the episode right here. like Honestly... <laughs> Probably will. <laughs> Bye, guys. <laughs> Happy Thanksgiving. Mm. What? <laughs> Show's over. <laughs> Season's over. We're done. Bye. <laughs>